you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 178 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K, Sheck, Sheck, Sheck. Black tie, the man behind the glass. I can tell you clearly have still not responded to my wishes. I want the crowd chanting it, just like the UCLA fans and the Jets fans chant, J-E-T, Jets, 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 Sheck, Sheck, Sheck. Well, you need to get some sound of other people. Well, doing. you need fans to be able to do that. <laughs> I don't so- <laughs> appreciate you starting out with the slap in the As face, and now I ask you to turn the hand Solo Edition blaster on yourself. Feel the sting. Jerk! You don't start off on the wrong foot. Now I'm in a bad mood. I hope the man seated to my immediate right can help pull me out of it here. You know him from NFL.com. This, that, and the other. He's always kibitzing about football in one way. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure. And I, I hate that. That's like when a comic bombs in front of you. That's what it's like going on after Black Tie. <laughs> <laughs> the comic bombed, and now you got to go try to pick up the pieces. Well, we have uh, we have a good show lined up for you. We have coming up in just a matter of moments a guy who we talked with about a year ago, Dwight Freeney. He is mm. new to the San Diego Chargers. He uh, it, it, It'll be interesting because about a year ago he said he will not hesitate because the news had just come out that uh, Peyton Manning, his old teammate, had moved out right. to uh, had moved away from Indy and over to uh, the Mile High City. He said he would not hesitate to take a shot at uh, Peyton Manning if the situation called for it. We'll check to see where he is on that subject and uh, and some other stuff too. You know, he's uh, his new teammate on the defensive side of the ball, one man Titeo. So maybe we'll <laughs> ask him about that one too. Don't ask him about that. I'm gonna. You don't, don't tell me what to ask. I don't think you have the guts to do it. Do you want me to take out the blaster? Is no, that, sir. Should I should I take it back <laughs> no, out of sir. the holster? It's still warm. Remember when we hated black tie? <laughs> <laughs> I see. All right, listen. 
I want to tell everybody that as they know already, NFL preseason is underway. I make no bones about the fact that it's not my favorite kind of football, but even I, as somebody who dismisses what happens in these games, I like to watch them just the same because I want to see, I don't care if the, who wins and loses, but as a fantasy player, as a fan of a certain team and the teams that I root against, I like to see how those battles are going for certain positions. Everyone in uh, under the sun can be captivated by what's going on, obviously, with the New York Jets. Gino versus Mark Sanchez. This is a boost to the morale of anyone who watches football because it makes you think, hey, if these two guys are vying for a starting gig in the NFL, it can't be that far off for me either. That's how I feel about it. See, that's uh, glass half full. But anyway, go to NFL.com. You can uh, subscribe to NFL Preseason Live. I encourage you, nay demand, though, that you do it through NFL.com slash Sheck if you are a proud member of, uh, of the citizen of the Sheck Republic or of the rank amateurs. Do it the right way. Go through, again, NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K, and uh, subscribe. Only nineteen ninety nine. Again, clever move by Kamish Goodell to take that scent off. It makes it more he's enticing. Savvy. You know, he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. with his marketing. But you can watch every game 30 minutes. They condense it all down for you so you can blow through all these games, see what's going on, fantasy, you can reality. O- you can also watch it live. You can also watch it live. Yes, as Black Tie says there. NFL preseason live, a great thing. You can watch it on your computer or tablet, all that kind of stuff. All right, now. Couple of fellas joining us in Studio 66, a guy who I've wanted to have on the show for some time. You read his work on NFL.com, on the Around the League uh, portion of the site there, along with his pals Hanzu, Sessler, and Rosenthal. They're always churning out everything that's going on. They're, they're not just updating you on what's going on, but also opining on what's happening in the NFL. And it's Chris Wessling. What's the poop, fella? Couldn't be better, Dave. I feel a little intimidated Why? being what? one of the many men attempting to feel Handsome Hank's rather wide shoes. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> Handsome Hank is, uh, you know, you know him if you're a listener of the show. He is an Englishman who loves our brand of football versus his countries. He'll be back at some point soon, I assume. I mean, he let, you know, his Miami Dolphins are, uh, are already playing now. We have the new uniforms and everything else. But, Wesling, you come to us from Cincinnati and uh, and does that make you a Bengals fan? I uh, broke up with the Bengals sometime around the mid to late 90s. It was unrequited love. Mm-hmm. So I decided uh, they left me at the altar. I has, was going the other direction. Has Hard Knocks changed your opinion? No, it hasn't. It's been – but did you see the first episode? I have not seen it. Wow. But I did read Dan Hans's thorough recap. I feel like wait, there's some wait, effect. Don't come over here and put over the ATL guys who have left us high and dry. I don't. I don't appreciate that. Yeah. Well, listen. He's one of them. And by the way, listen. But he's I'm, back on this show. Which I'm is a fun. corporate shill. I guess I'm obliged to mention that uh, Wesling <laughs> and his pals. And all right, we won't say their names ever again on this show. But his pals uh, have their own podcast now. They've spun off like the Ropers left uh, Three's <laughs> Company. And we've carried on just fine with, uh, yeah, I guess, Mr. That, Furley. Yeah, I guess that makes Black Tire Mr. Furley. <laughs> you know, we're not sure how we feel about him, but the show is still good. Anyway, the uh, Around the League podcast is uh, is up and running three times a week there. Yeah, listen, Hard Knocks, 
there's some weird effect that happens every year you watch it. I know uh, is this true for everybody? It, it certainly is for me. I feel like wow, that team's got to go to the playoffs of because course. of course they're positioning them in such a way to make it compelling. So you like them, and or I mean, you you, you feel like wow, these guys are really good. But in this case, it's undeniable that offense. I, I feel only stronger about what I've been saying now since literally December. The Cincinnati Bengals are the best team in the AFC. That offense is going to be unstoppable. And the AFC. Yeah. Gio Bernard. Wait, who's our quarterback now? <laughs> Same fella, but <laughs> oh, okay. he can't fail. A good offensive line. Gio Bernard. Tyler Eifert making dynamite uh, catches out there. Of course, you still have A.J. Green. Look, Muhammad Sanu and so on and so forth. This team is legit. Did you watch it, Rank? I did not. All right. Well, I don't have you, HBO. I forgot you don't have the so HBO. So the Cincinnati guys picking the Steelers to win the division. Are the, you really? And the Pittsburgh guys picking the Bengals. You got you got the Steelers. I have the Steelers. Well, I sadly don't agree with you. I wish I could agree with you, but in like I always say, my heart wants one thing, my brain tells me another thing. All right, let's say hello also to a guy who you know from uh, and you'll get to see more and more here coming up as the season approaches uh, on NFL Fantasy Live. You see his work as well at nfl.com slash fantasy. It's Marcus Grant. What's the poop with you, fella? I'm glad to be here, although I have to say that your overuse of the Han Solo blaster is lending credence to the conspiracy theorists that say Han shot first. Well, wait, wait well, hold on. Guess what? Han it, shot first. Like this guy. See, like this guy. That's the way it was in the original. Is what? that he shoots? That's what that's what makes his character right. But they they've gone on and, and George Lucas has scrubbed it to make Greedo shoot first, Completely and then Han agree. was defending himself. Outrageous! That's Everything tilted for the brain of of, of seven year olds, and that's <laughs> right. not at all the Star Wars that I know and love. Yes, I don't. Han care. was going to get shot, so he shot. First. I mean, I agree. Han was going to get shot, and he shot he shot Greedo, but. In order to make him look a little more heroic, he dodged whatever laser blaster Greedo fired and then shot back. By yeah. the way. He kind of went Neo in the Matrix on it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So we were going to talk some fantasy, but there's something I really want to talk about. We started kibitzing about it, and before we get Dwight Freeney, let's get to this right now. The, and uh, and uh, a lot of people have used the hashtag DDFP and let us know their thoughts on this subject. It is, and it's something we've tiptoed around for really over mm. a year now, Rank. It is, what is the best jersey for a fan to own, and what's the worst one for a fan to own? And we always say, ah, let's do it for this team, and then we forget about it for six or eight weeks, and we don't get back. Let's do it now. Let's see if we can figure out. And I'll, I'll put together the comprehensive list, and we'll put that up on the site for you. But I have some good minds here around me in Studio 66, guys who care about the history of the game, know the history, and then also are, have an eye, obviously, on what's going down currently. Here's the thing. You can't go out. It'd be nice if you could say, I want 50 jerseys of my favorite team. But, of course, money gets in the way of this. You know, these things don't cost $3. They're not as cheap. They're not the steals that NFL preseason live is. Nineteen ninety nine <laughs> Again, NFL.com slash check. The way to get to that. Now, so let's do it here. And like I say, a lot of the a lot of citizens of the Czech Republic weighed in here and let us know how they feel on the subject. And I, I, the best jersey and the worst one. And again, keep in mind there are many uh, factors that go into this, and not all need to be adhered to by team. But some things you don't want if you're a Patriots fan to have a Tom Brady jersey. I'm not saying that's a terrible move. But you're going to look like 30,000 other people. And don't you want to stand out in some manner, you mm -hmm. know? 
even if it's the red one, which is definitely the better choice. You don't want the Navy Patriots 12. You want the, the red Patriots uh, 12 if you're going in that direction. But again, you look like everybody else in the stadium there. Be distinctive, but also honor the great history of your team. So that's, you, would look, you would look handsome in a Steve Grogan jersey. Right. Ooh. And and, and the, that's, a, that's absolutely right. But you'd and, look terrible in a Tony Eason one. Mm, yeah, I guess that's true. See, I might go Tony Collins from the uh, from the eighties, number thirty three. <laughs> that looks pretty nice. But all right, we'll we'll, we'll get yes. to it. But another thing to consider is, I mean, the the you know obviously the reason that this is on my brain is over the last two weeks, Riley Cooper. You don't want to be an Eagles fan walking around in a fourteen right now. Nope. You don't want to be a, a Yankees fan wearing a thirteen A Rod jersey nope. right now. You don't want to be a Packers fan wearing around an eighty five Greg Jennings, given his statements. And conversely, you don't want to be a Vikings fan walking around in an 85 either because he just came over <laughs> from an arch rival. That's a, that's against the rules. You don't want to do that. Basically, especially in the era of free agency, you don't want a guy who's on his third stop, even if he brought a championship with him. That's I don't think you'd go out and get those kind of jerseys. So these are some of the factors. It's not an easy task. The only one that probably is pretty easy Somebody emailed me the best Cardinals jersey you can own, 42 Pat Tillman. That's the winner right there. He's, fact, he was 40 with the Cardinals. 40? Oh, yeah, I'm thinking 42 with Arizona. ASU. Oh, ASU. right, right, right. And, yeah, as, as we've discussed here on the show, the 40, uh, the one of the 40-yard lines on the on every NFL field should be forever, like, maybe red. Like, just the right. 40 could just be red That'd be awesome. or, or outlined brilliant. in red or something like Great that. Idea. Red, white, and blue? Yeah, that's a nice idea. Yeah, red, white, and blue, too. Yeah, that would be good, too. Um, but, yeah, so I agree with that You know that what? One. When the Super Bowl's in Arizona mm-hmm. next year, after, yeah, because after the, they go to Arizona, that, they should do that then. We should get on. We should make that we should. one of our uh, one of our uh, Let's initiatives. Let's blow in a call to Kamish Goodell. Let's hear him say no to that grand idea. That's a good one. He's already rejected, or at least Can we do I, a Kickstarter or something. He hasn't gotten <laughs> back to me on my idea for the for the loser bowl yet. The two worst teams playing one another for the first overall pick. Because I'm the sure teams would want to show up for something. Well, I don't like care that. if they want to show up. They have to do it. If they stink it up all season long, <laughs> then there's a price to be paid. Yeah, you're talking like week ten. The Jags don't want to show up, yeah. and yet they still are required to do so. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's like in fantasy football. You have to figure out ways, if you're a good commissioner, to incent the teams, the, the guys whose teams stink from just mailing it in. You have to figure out little tricks to make sure they stay into it. Same thing. You know, listen, hey, Jags, yeah, I know you're 1 in 10, but guess what? You want to play, the, you want to deal with the shame of being in the loser bowl? Pick it up, fellas. I, I think if they're going to do that, though, they should have to play kind of a flag football game in the parking lot of the Super Bowl. Ah, see, that's what you see. You're, you and I are on the same page, humiliating <laughs> them as much as possible is the, right. is the angle. Speaking of fantasy, too, uh, there's a pick six out for six ways to determine your team's draft order. You just made me think of that. So if you're listening to this on Friday, that'll be out now. And oh, it also made me think, too, we should think about ways to shame the loser of fantasy leagues, like some of the best ways that. Uh, You've heard of, like, Matthew Berry in his book, he had people, there's a league with guys get tattoos mm-hmm. when you lose. Like, that's that's pretty permanent. That's I think you have to go. But we should think of ways to, like, just shame, well, shame the fantasy I mean, losers. listen, I you know, I mean, this isn't exactly that. But, uh, you know, obviously, it, well, if you're a sports fan, you're probably aware that uh, the sports guy Simmons has a new video out with uh, John Hamm on, uh, on Grantland that, uh, you know, in our league, mm-hmm. the winner – 
of the previous season gets to kick out survivor style anyone he wants from the league. So it's not the worst team as a but the but the champion has the privilege of knocking somebody out and you do not get to tell them and they don't get to find out until the night of the draft. So you wow. show up, you have to have your prep there <laughs> and then you're dismissed. Argu- I don't know if it's the highlight actually last year kicking out uh, Cuckoo Brad was great because he really threw a legitimate fit and jumped off a second story balcony to uh, to escape the shame. Really? But, uh, <laughs> but but it was so- also pretty good. It was also pretty good when uh, a bald-headed lawyer kicked out uh, kicked out Don Draper. <laughs> the most desirable man oh my God. in the U.S. of A kicked wanted, out the door. Like I, wanted a, to, I wanted to do that during his monologue at the ESPYs, but... Oh, you didn't like it. I didn't, I'm just kidding. Was it not good? Or were you, were you mad fun. about the Dwight Howard jab? Is that what I thought it was all... Happened? No, it was funny. It's, it's, a, it's a tough room, but so... So, yeah, so, you so guys, somebody gets kicked out. That's pretty hard. Are they allowed back? So is John Hamm back? Yeah, he's in that back. League? It's okay. a one year. You're gone for a year, and so then you So you have you 11 or 13 people. Right. Pretty much in this league, and twelve then one, guys, twelve guys, twelve teams, yeah, twelve teams. So there's a thirteenth member, but then one you of them come back. Oh yeah. my gosh! I think Shrek, it's also if you funny. Win, if you, who are you kicking out? Like, who would be your guy to kick out? It would be based purely on the, the treatment I received in the, in the <laughs> preceding six months. Yeah, I mean, no, there'd be no one who wouldn't be in the crosshairs. Good to see you're not spiteful. Has anybody not come back after getting kicked out? No, everybody's come back so far. Yeah, I I, I think it's. Three, we've been doing this for four years now, I think. That, that you know what this this is the best. I don't like it. I this don't enjoy it. The, the irony is is that uh, is that Sal, cousin Sal, who you know from the Kimmel Show, uh-huh. and again from the Simmons podcast, he is the one who came up with this insane diabolical plan. So good, and has never been kicked out. I don't know not. what. What he do you mean, of course not. He's he the one who should go. He should have been the first one kicked out. Of course he should have been. But of either, course, what he has some magic over everybody. Those guys are either the beginning. first ones kicked out or they never get kicked out. Um, that's usually how it goes. Uh, it, it, it's it's insane. All right, now, let's get to it. Let's just see. I, let, I don't know if we'll get all the way through it. And this is just throwing out ideas. Sort of like on American Idol when Simon Cowell and whoever's out there with him um, throws out their opinions. This isn't set in stone. You're, I, I am essentially America, and you are the panel of three judges <laughs> giving me your thoughts, and then I will cobble them all together and come up with my final list on this. But let's start it out. We mentioned them earlier, the New York Jetropolitans. I'm mm-hmm. going to start with you, Wesling. Lay it on me here. Who is the best Jets jersey to own in history? I've got Emerson Boozer. <laughs> so yeah, got the so double good. entendre there. Yeah, you know? Boozer. That's pretty nice. Oh, that's goodness. That's pretty sweet. All right, you're out of the gate red hot there. Boozer looks good on a jersey Ooh. in the stadium. <laughs> Played I, on the Super Bowl team. Yep, you know? yep. Pretty ni- pretty nifty there, fellas. Anybody else want to chime in here? With I don't. That? I don't I know don't, how to follow that. I don't think that. I don't think it could top it. But my guy was going to be Joe Klecko because based purely on him being in the Cannonball Run. Klecko is not bad. Um, I, I do like, what was Klecko's number? 73. 73, yeah. Um, Klecko would be good, but then are you going, so then obviously you would have to have the 80s era green jersey, which is not as handsome as the current one or the mm-hmm. one they wore back in those Super Bowl days. Dennis Bird would be inspirational. Yeah. 
not not necessarily cool. You're not you're getting like, a lot yeah. of slaps on the back for how cool that is, though. There's not. I think people would appreciate I guess it. I, yeah, I guess so. It's sort of like, without being uh, getting up on Mount Pius, the Pat Tillman one, as the person who tweeted it to me said, and Black Tie, if you can find that guy's name, I'd appreciate it just because I want to give him a shout-out for the good idea there. Um, it, it, nobody, no, you know, that's the one jersey nobody's dumping a beer on your head. You know, if you're in, you can go into any stadium and nobody's and nobody's going to hassle you for walking around in nobody's, that jersey. Nobody's throwing a beer at the guy in the Tillman jersey. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I will say this. I, even the guy though I who tweeted this out, Justin Wright at Doctor J Wright. Oh, cool! Thanks there, Black Tie. Um, yeah, I, the one. I, even though I said you don't want to walk around in a Tom Brady Patriots jersey, it's hard to argue with Joe Namath because he's the coolest guy. He's one of the top three or five coolest NFLers ever. Guys, like I don't know what. Are you we know, still I, buying I like, that narrative that Joe Namath is cool? Yes, what do you mean? What's I not cool, cool about Joe Namath? He was cool a while ago. He's not necessarily yeah, cool. Dude. Out there womanizing in, in, in Manhattan and opening up bars against no, the league's now, wishes and everything. He's like that's your pretty dirty cool. uncle or right, something. Right, he's like the creepy guy in the corner of the well, bar. No, he's an right? old man. <laughs> he's old now. At the time, he was. What, what's cooler than like when that? There's nothing but better you, than that NFL Films thing of him in a bar shooting stick. That is cool. And he's like, I enjoy the company of a lady and have Why that's become an Evil in me, I'll never know. I mean, that's that's as cool as it gets. What, how, where do you fall on somebody wearing a Joe Namath Alabama jersey? I love that too. That's pretty nice. It to me though, I do like it because that one can never go out of style, which is what we're talking about here. But at the same time, it's the I like the band before they became popular guy. Hmm. You know, so like it's a oh, bit of a hipster move. A little bit, right? That's like, oh, yeah, I, I have Motley Crue's Livewire. That's when I became a fan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of yeah, a better uh, example. That reference is lost on <laughs> maybe me. A more, maybe a more modern, <laughs> a more modern the Jets, example. I mean, listen, can you really? It's pretty easy for the worst one ever, though. It's Mark Sanchez, right? I mean, it's the butt fumble. Too yeah, how, easy? How, how, it's, I know it's easy, okay, but how really? is the butt fumble? I mean, that is really? the I mean, it's image. A, it's worse than a Mark Gastineau or something? I mean, you know what? That's, I don't, that's I, a leader too. Why is Gaston bad? I mean, I don't know. That's the whole like you know Brigitte Nielsen dalliance and and that whole thing. I don't know. I just felt like well, you know what? Yeah, just, he's uh, a, he, he's a punchline, but at least he was he was on some good teams. But I'll tell you what looks funny. Just like Boozer looks good, you know, it just looks fun. And and he was abysmal too. Was Richard Todd Todd. Yeah, <laughs> looks nerdy like you just gave yourself. I, I think that looks bad. I don't know that or what Sanchez a, is what it comes down what to about, for me. What about the guy who is uh, customized a Sanchez jersey to say "butt fumble" on the nameplate? Hmm. Cool or not cool? Not I, cool. I, I'm not a fan philosophically of altering the nameplate. Period. It's one of those things that seemed like a good idea at the time, but if you actually put it on and walk around, do you really want butt fumble on your back? Yeah, really? yeah, that's true. Right, right. For, I, for for a joke on another person, yeah, you don't yeah, probably somebody, that might be something you give to a loser of a fantasy. There league. you go, done and done. Nice. Here's uh, but here's going to be my final answer for this one. Jets number nineteen. Worn fictionally, Keisha. Oh, I thought it was by Flash Gordon. <laughs> oh, is that right? That's his. Uh, yeah, there's Flash a, Gordon's so number. Yeah, if you go find publicity stills, 
you can see that he, Sam Jones is wearing that's not a 19. Bad. Keyshawn, uh, though, is uh, is not a terrible one for a Jet. I mean, that's a bad one if you're a Jets mm-hmm. fan. You don't want to have a Keyshawn one. But, yeah, I think there's some other. Uh, actually, somebody threw out Wayne Krabet is not a bad option. Oh, it's no, Dan Hanzus. Yeah, Zeus. Oh, yeah, no, wait, we're not mentioning him. Somebody <laughs> we shall go nameless <laughs> mention that one. All right, well, that just took us 10 minutes to get through one team there. So I don't know if we're getting through 32 here. No, we're going to go. Let's go all 32. Let's do this. I'll do it. I got nothing better to do with my day. Black tie, clear your schedule. All right, let's. uh, So we don't just do one division. Then I want to jump around here a little bit. Let's go. I would be down for it, but we have Dwight Freeney calling in in about. Oh, all right, okay, all right, all right, all right. Lightning round. Here we go. Dallas Cowboys. Let's start with you, Marcus Grant. You can start worst or best. Hmm. I would say if you're going to go best, actually, no. Let's go worst. Uh, I'm going to go Alvin Harper. Hmm. Well, okay. one super or Alvin Harper, but you're getting you know, caught up in the eight in the nineties. Shouldn't it be right. a Tampa Bay Buccaneers Alvin Harper jersey? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, an awful. that's a pretty now awful we're one. Cooking, yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm, you know, I'm just uh, with no preparation, just trying to come up with some that we, you know, for here. The Cowboys. Wait, the Cowboys are showing up prepared. Quincy Thanks. Carter. Ooh, that's oh, that's bad. Chad, 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 Chad Hutchinson. Oh, Leon Lett, wrestling. This is this is his game. But, <laughs> yeah, but Leon Lett played on Super Bowl teams, right? That, I, mean, I know. Two but, of the most embarrassing <laughs> moments in NFL history. Lett <laughs> looks bad on the back of a jersey. Yeah. What about Ryan Leaf? That's oh. Chargers. But that'd be Chargers, I think. It's a bad Cowboys one, too. Yeah, it's almost worse that you picked up, uh, picked up some. That's like eating leftovers. I'm trying to think of a bad one that everybody can agree on. What's terrible food? I was going to say McDonald's, Poi? but... Well, actually, after that report I just saw on McDonald's hamburgers, I think we can all agree that. Uh, what happened? Well, it's just that they're not they're they're not uh, worthy of human consumption. That's shocking. Oh, no, that's, you <laughs> no you but I mean they actually before? have stuff in them that uh, that is below the minimum standard of what human <laughs> beings should be ingesting. Oh no! <laughs> Let's not forget Clint Longley either. I'm I, I'm mixed on Longley though because I think there'd be plenty of people in 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 uh, Cowboy Stadium who would think that's cool. You know, he he did, after all, um, you know, have that one game right. on Thanksgiving in, what, 75 or something like that? Was that Thereabouts. What? If you go um, too far back, though, yeah, it's going to start being lost on people, and then they'll think it's just a personalized jersey. <laughs> I'll tell you a cool one is, and you could get, because he, he did wear this very early in his career before they moved over to the navy blue, and I always talk about that royal blue Cowboys jersey. Mm-hmm. What about a Tony Dorsett? That's a great Tony one. Dorsett. Or was, how about Drew Pearson wasn't in the hall? Is I mean, that, how, how would you feel about a Danny White? I mean, he, I think that's a kind of a neat one. The other he, White, the Manster, Randy, Randy White, Randy White, Randy White. White. Yeah, yeah, Hall of Famer. A, a nice way well, to honor. A, that would be good in the Royal Blue. Yeah, in the Royal Blue. And but the thing is with Danny White, the reason I like that it shows loyalty. Yeah, he has his rings as the backup for Roger Staubach. But or I wonder how many he does have. Does he, he have only one. one? He only got one coming out of Arizona State, backing him up in '77 against the uh, Broncos. My um, vote. I think though, but that's a good one because Danny White history forgets that he almost did some big things. He came close <laughs> to doing some big things. Well, the, he's a couple. He's really almost literally a few plays away from being a Hall of Famer. I know that sounds and, like a, a reach, but if you if you look at what he was doing, he's a few that you know the the catch and candlestick, all that. Right after Dwight Clark, he almost brings the Cowboys back. If they go to the Super Bowl, they would have beaten the Bengals, and then the year after that, they would have played the Redskins. They would have had a different mindset. A Different swagger. Maybe they beat the Redskins. They're coming off the strike here. The, the big, the big problem with that, and Gil Brand has talked about this, is that he said he let Danny White down because they held on to guys a little bit too long. Hmm. 
He's like, if we would have turned it over, but Tom Landry was more comfortable with veteran players, but if they would have turned the roster over just a little bit, they probably would have gone to a couple of super... They probably would have won at least two of those. All right, here's one that may be kind of like ironically cool slash weird. I mean, how do you guys feel about like a Nate Newton jersey? It's okay cool. with his 600 uh, pounds of weed in the back right, of his I mean, you've, got, you've got what he did on the field, but you've got his kind of Cheech and Chong persona like off of it sort of thing, or him and Tony Casillas, you know, kind of doing their thing. Like, I don't know. Um, here's my vote for the worst. Julius Jones. That's not good. Because he wore 21, and then you see somebody, you're like, oh, look, Deion Sanders, and you give him a fist bump. <laughs> when he gets behind you, you're like, wait a minute. I just gave daps to a guy in a Julius Jones jersey. Yeah. That is He that makes is you not feel cool. like a sucker. That's yes. probably not good. It's a bait and switch. Don't think I didn't appreciate you writing off the Bengals so easily. That was that was masterful. <laughs> I'm ready to – hello? No, no. I'm, I'm Now I'm coming to the Bengals right now for you, Westling. Oh, okay. Go ahead, give it to us. You're the insider there. You're the one who's had a, a you know star-crossed relationship with them over the course I of your lifetime. I feel like Greg Cook would be a great jersey, but it's almost too obvious because everybody knows him now as the guy whose career was cut short. Mm-hmm. My dad's favorite player was James Brooks. That was always a cool one. That is nice. 21, but here's the issue. As I said, you. I think when I think of James Brooks, I do half associate him as a Bengal, but I also think of him playing in that eighty-one playoff game against the oh, Dolphins with the, down there. With the Chargers, yeah, with the Chargers. All right, I got one for you, Go David ahead. Fulcher. That's Ooh, pretty good. Yeah. Good call. Hard hitting safety. Yeah. Good call. I was thinking Ken Riley. 13. Riley awesome. looks yeah. good. It's the old school jersey, which I'm partial to over the 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 tiger striped one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, the fellow cornerback in the 70s, Lamar Parrish. One ah, of the best yeah. cornerbacks in the league. How about Isaiah Holt? Well, Isaac Holt. Isaac Curtis. Isaac Curtis. Who's yeah. Isaac Holt then? He was a cowboy. Isaac Holt was the cowboy. Isaac Curtis, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty I thought you are just confusing Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt into one person. I, maybe, maybe that's what's <laughs> happening Last suggestion, there. Coy Bacon. <laughs> just because <laughs> the NFL with 26 sacks one year, and then you have Bacon on the back. Bacon. I mean, listen, you're – I mean, I don't know what it is with you, Wes, but you understand this game. You understand <laughs> it better than I do. I'm turning this whole thing over to this you. Is you like, just uh, this is like my urban walking. <laughs> somebody, somebody listens to the podcast. That what about nice. this? You have the Icky Woods jersey. Mm-hmm. However, you wear thirty on the front, thirty-one on the back to 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 glorify the fact that during his one year that he was awesome, he wore two different numbers. I don't even remember wow. him wearing thirty-one. That's an uncanny memory. Yeah, <laughs> but that that happened. He switched numbers during the middle of the season. Um, all right, let's. I, I do like that. All right, let's do some fast action here because Black Tie is uh, telling us it's uh, nearly time to get uh, Dwight Freeney in here. Hmm, I'm looking over because I want to do it fast action. We're not going to get through everybody here. Rank, yes, sir. Rams, St. Louis FC is got is completely different from the Los Angeles Rams. So I'm going to go from a LA Rams basis. Best jersey to own. Deacon Jones, the number 75. I don't think you can go wrong. Jack Youngblood's also cool, but you got to have the Jack nameplate. And the worst one. What about Ferragamo? Ferragamo. What about we talked about this one? Crazy Legs Hirsch. Elroy, Crazy Legs Hirsch, the number 40. What about Corral? I think Corral, who boots three field goals in the title game down in Tampa Bay to send them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. That's pretty nice. I'd go with Frank Corral. I've got worst Rams jersey. Which one? Lawrence Phillips. 
Ooh. That's that's St. Louis <laughs> FC. We're not playing. Oh, I, we're going uh, LA Rams. Still pretty so good, LA though. Rams. I mean, where would you go, LA Rams? Then uh, I, what? Gaston Green. He was good. You know, Gaston Green forty four. That's a great one. Eighty three. Only ever had like one great game. No, no, no. He had a pretty he had a pretty solid career until we got major leagued. All right, I'm 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 going I'm going super fast action. We didn't get to the worst Bengals jersey though, and I just want to know from from Wes. I mean, can it can it top Achilles Smith? I I would say Klingler would be right there. Yeah, <laughs> Klingler looks worse. I, I agree with you, Marcus. That, that that those are two bum QBs, but Klingler is the tiebreaker. Smith is whatever, but yeah. just because of the name, I got yeah, you. Right, right, right. I feel that you. looks that looks way worse. Is that worse than Stanley or Stanley Wilson? Oh, the cocaine bust the night before the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's not good either. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a proud jersey to own. How about the Raiders? I say Sistrunk, number 60. That's the best. I love the show. way he looked the, with the bloodshot eyes, the bald head before Michael Jordan made it cool. He was the personification of all that made the, I think there's those so Raiders many... teams bad. Or Tatum, 32. Was, there's so many Tatum's great Raiders good. jerseys. I was buying Akbar's argument on Jim Otto. Oh, the double zero. The double zero good. with the double cool. O. Yeah, Akbar with a great turn on uh, the last uh, but we have DDFP. An, so we have an easy one, one for the worst Raiders jersey. Well, that's easy because Russell. Wait, who's the, wait? Who is it? Jamarcus right? Russell. Right? Oh, oh two. I was going to say Todd Marinovich. Well, Todd, I, I'm with Rank. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, Todd the, Marinovich the, the would Russell seem cool. two is no good. Yeah, the Russell two. All right, that one's. That I was going to go with Pete. Mark Wilson. Can we? Can we Mark oh, Wilson Mark would Wilson. be awful. Yeah. The yeah. Todd Marinovich one would look cool because all the all the Raider fans who like to uh It's kind of an ironic cool sort of thing, yeah. you know. <laughs> what about the Bears? Let, about, we'll wrap it up with that. We'll let, I we'll, will say though before uh we let go of the Raiders, thirty seven because there's not a lot of great number thirty sevens in NFL history, so the Lester Hayes would look pretty good. You know, sweet. can I tell yes. you something? Can you put put I, a stick them on can it. Can I tell you something? Yes. I have a a 37 Raiders jersey. You I don't do. know why. It's one of those weird decisions you make as a child that you regret later <laughs> in life as you mature. I'm going to admit something here and now. Well, I already just admitted it. Yeah, I'm a Steelers fan. Tried and true. But I got confused. I was it was a it was a weird time for me. I was a child. I remember the Steelers winning the two Super Bowls in Super Bowl 13 and 14. All I knew was winning football. And then as the 80s rolled around, my brain got confused, you see. It was like, what, what's happening here? Well, all that I know is now gone. The Steelers are mediocre, and somehow my eye was drawn to the, uh, like you say, the stickum covered Lester Hayes out on the corner there. And I got myself a Lester Hayes jersey. I'm not proud of it, but shame on you for that. Well, you know what I do. I'm but sorry. Be, wait, I unbuckle my pants. I, I do it every. I do it every show, figuratively at least, sometimes literally. I unbuckle <laughs> my belt. I unzip my fly, and I pull my pants down and stand nude for you, the listener. I, there's no secrets, is what I'm telling it's not you. Really you a understand? I want. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> but don't what, like when you're a kid, wouldn't you get gifts from family members who would send you jerseys? I've heard, I've heard many stories from people, several stories about how fa how guys are now diehard fans as adults because they're one of their parents gave them by mistake a jacket or a jersey from the wrong team. They meant again. They didn't know the difference, which is. Mm -hmm. By the way, is an insane side story. Like, wait, wait well, you I've thought I wanted the Rams and you got me the Chargers? What? What's what? You couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> blue and what gold. happened, Mom? You know, but it's a, blue and gold. That's unforgivable. Uh, oh, you know what? Instead of the Bears, let's do because it's my team, and uh, 
I want to do the Steelers quickly. I mm-hmm. want to get the outsiders' thoughts. Rank, I'm going to start with you. Best and worst, or worst and best. Worst and best. I think the worst, even though he's had a solid broadcast career, and now I'm spacing on his Mark name. Mark Malone? Mark Malone, yeah, the guy at The ASU. 16 Malone is no good. That's no a, good. That's a pretty good one. I think uh, an 87 Thompson for Ouija Thompson oh, yeah. is pretty bad. He, that's pretty, think, uh, I was going to go with a Tommy Maddox jersey in there. Whoa, no, yeah. the one year that was about, that was fun at least. Bobby it Christian. wasn't. It didn't. Uh, you know, diehard Steeler fans were kind of like, "This is weird." All they do is throw every play. <laughs> I, this isn't the Steelers, I know, but at least that eight wasn't bad. I think Bubby Brister's worse than Mark. I Malone. think Brister too. Uh, I agree yeah. with the six Brister. That's what I. That's mm. uh, that's what I was going to say. The seven. Right. That six is. But uh, it wasn't. But the thing about I'll tell you the worst the thing one about of Malone all. Because they didn't draft. Marino because they had Malone on the roster. Well, that's, that's what I was just going to say. Worse than that, because for exactly that reason, is Cliff Stout. Cliff Stout is the worst one right there. You know, the oh, number right. 18, he was the incumbent as Bradshaw goes down. I was like, well, we got Cliff Stout out of Youngstown State. What do I, what? Marino, we got 18, boys. <laughs> I think that I think Stout is the winner. Also, well, if you want to do that, the 83 draft, Gabe Rivera out of Texas Tech is uh, who the Steelers took instead of Marino. They could have right. done that and uh, Rivera, but then he has tragedy, so we don't want to d- do him. That's too much. All right, so we'll say, I'm going to say Stout there, but the best Steelers, now this is a L.C. Greenwood? That's cool. I mean, again, there's so many legends, the Hall of Famers. You, If you go to a Steeler game, you certainly will see plenty of 88s for Swan. I mean, now listen, that's one of my two favorites growing up. Swan 88. It's a good-looking number on the back. The double eights. Swan. It's cool. If, if you are, are, are a fan of a certain age, you can't do any better than a more spectacular player in history. I've got one just because I like trying to hear people pronounce his name. A Frenchie Fuqua. Ooh, Ooh 33. The man Fuqua. who the ball deflected right, that's off the, of. The other part of that, he was kind of the, the, the other immaculate. man in the immaculate reception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the start of the dynasty, exactly. people say. Um. Yeah, you know, I think a forty-seven Mel Blunt is pretty cool. That's a. It's a little more distinctive, a little more off the beaten path of a, than a twelve Bradshaw, who's besmirched the organization in the city. So you don't want a Bradshaw necessarily. Here's one. He had a pretty good career and kind of a cool name to have on the back of the jersey, Lewis Lips. Louis Lips, Lips, 83, yes, had a great rookie season and then sort of uh, declined quickly after that. And he was catching passes from the likes of Mark Malone and David Woodley, the late not-so-great David Woodley. Um, yeah, that's a good one that crosses uh, crosses over there. What about uh, a Nod jersey? A what? Neil O'Donnell. Nod. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a terrible Does it one. come with a Larry Brown jersey, too? Yeah. Uh. Four, 14, you shouldn't be walking around the streets in. Yeah, that's that's a bad one. Um, he threw the pass that got batted down by Dan Gibson, right? In uh, Neil O'Donnell, yeah, yeah. against Ooh. the Chargers, and well, worse than that was obviously throwing. Well, of course, hand, but I'm going also... over and handing the ball over to Larry Brown twice in the second half of that game. Yeah, that was bad. Um, oh, well, you know what? Let me say this on the Steelers, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, get to Dwight Freeney. I have, I'm proud to say, hanging in my home, a framed. It's signed by. You know how on the jersey. They stitch in on the shoulders. The numbers are smaller than the big ones on the front and back of the mm-hmm. jersey. I have one with those smaller numbers in in in, in uh, four numbers on the back. Well, the, the the numbers of the original steel curtain. People often think that the steel curtain it suggests the entire defense. In fact, when it started, it was 
you know, Mean Joe Green, Dwight White, Fats Holmes, L.C. Greenwood. It was those four guys. They all four, so the, the jersey, the back of it, has their four numbers on it, those smaller ones, and then they signed them all. And now two of them have left this earth. So um, th- those jerseys will never be replicated. I have one of those. That would be a pretty cool one to walk around the stadium in. But that's cheating because that's really not exactly. That's, that's not the spirit of it. I'm saying Jack Lambert. That's my choice. 58. Who defined that that, that dynasty more than uh, than Jack Splat? Steelers are kind of the same thing as the Bears. Like They have this history as a hard-hitting team. But you can't really ignore their iconic greats. Like the Bears, who would you pick? You would have to take like Peyton or Sayers or Buckus. Yeah, it's, it's Brian the, Piccolo. I think a, yeah, well, or Piccolo if oh, you wanted forty-one. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet tribute. All right, listen. Black tie is bored to tears more so than than usual. So uh, all right, we didn't do any fantasy talk. I apologize for that. Marcus. There we did, kind of, sort of. We talked about losers of fantasy leagues. Oh yeah, we did talk a so little bit of fantasy. fantasy. There you go. So put so tag this podcast with fantasy. It's yeah. not tax deductible. Wes, was this an underwhelming first go-round for you here? On no, the, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'd be happy to come back again next time you feel like bumping me. Well, we didn't bump you, though. That's the point. You see? <laughs> see, you're so, uh, you're so, you, you got Stockholm Syndrome now. Now you, now you, now you like us. All right. So, fellas, thanks to you and, uh, and Black Tie, dial them up here, Dwight Freeney. All right, Rank, let's get to it. This is very exciting. After many moons starring for the Indianapolis Colts, he is now a San Diego Charger playing in that 3-4 defense. New regime, dawn of a new day. It's Dwight Freeney. What's the poop, fella? Oh, man, nothing much, man. How you guys doing? Well, we're doing well, but we're not doing as well as you. You're out there in the sun in Southern California. I guess we are, too. But uh, but you're getting to play pro football for a living. How's it going now that you're wearing that uh, bolt on the side of your hat instead of the instead of the uh, horseshoe? It's going good. The transition is going well. Um, you know those guys. You know the young guys. I have a lot of energy. You know we have some veterans on this team that have won before and know how to win. So I think the combination of both is is doing well for us and and for me. Um, you know, it's just me getting back to, you know, playing football the way I know how and, and being healthy and, you know, my ankles healed up and I'm excited and ready to go. Is it a bummer, though, that you have to go through training camp at this point in your career? You're kind of like, I know what I'm doing. Let me know in September and then I'll be ready to go. Until then, I'll be over on the sideline here having a Gatorade. Well, you know what? There's, there's a part of uh, the training camp that's actually something that's really helpful. You know, it's just kind of getting your blade sharpened, as you call it. You know, just your techniques, your fundamentals, getting back to it, getting back in the stance, getting that blood flowing again. So that part's a great part about it. The other side of it, <laughs> the, um, actually going out in the game sometimes in preseason is not the best and not what we all look forward to as veterans. Um, because, you know, you just kind of get ready for that first game and you just pray to God that nothing bad happens um, through the preseason games. But, you know, it's just part of the process and you just got to deal with it. Well, don't you look at what Tony Gonzalez is doing in Atlanta and say, why can't I do that? I don't even know what he's doing. Don't even tell me. <laughs> I won't let you know. He's he's there every day. He's drinking milkshakes. That's what he's yeah, doing. He's sitting don't around. Tell him. <laughs> oh well, you know what? Tony's a great player, man. He's been in the league, you know, a very long time. So whatever he they decide to do with him, he deserves it. So you go from Syracuse to Indianapolis to San Diego. I'm not great at geography, but you're sort of heading. <laughs> 
in a southwestern angle there. I think that takes you next to Fiji. I don't know if they have a, a football team out there, but just to put that on your radar. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I thought about that, too. I'm like, okay, winter, really bad winter. And, you know, extreme weather, Indianapolis to, you know, 75, 80 degrees every day. It's a funny thing, but you know what? You know, it, it's a great atmosphere here. The weather is perfect. You know, there's nothing more I can ask for from conditions and people. Um, they have great folks out here, and, you know, I'm just excited. Have you tried an In-N-Out burger yet? I have. I have in the past. Okay. And I haven't had it for a while. Now, since we're in training camp, I can't mess around with that, but I'm sure I'll have a day off here that I might be able to grab me. I don't understand why you're being such a good guy. You're a long-time vet. You know, who knows? Maybe a gold jacket awaits you somewhere down the line. You don't have to play by the – you're not some second-year kid coming in there. You make your own rules, Freeney. <laughs> no, man, I wish it was the case, but – it's not, man. You know, for me, it's, you know, I do what got me here, you know, and that's always been doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and you know, I, I just want to make sure I finish the right way. And well, that's my whole deal. Well, you're a pro and uh, and you bring that off the field as well with what you put into your body. What is this uh, special diet that you like to keep to? Well, you know, there's a dietary uh, program that I've been on for about the last 10 years. Sherry Melman developed it, uh, and it's kind of re-engineering. It's called dietary re-engineering, and it's basically, uh, it gets complicated, but basically you take your, your blood, they bring, they bring it to a laboratory, and they do a study on your white blood cells and how your white blood cells react to certain foods that go into your system. So it's a real, like, you know, for instance, they get down to the specific as far as the perfect carb for you, the perfect protein for you. Hmm. Well, that sounds interesting. I might have to look into that. I just go to In-N-Out, and I just assume that it's working out for me. <laughs> There's some guys around the NFL that might want to look into refining their diets a little bit. Hey, what about, so you go from Indianapolis, like we say, obviously, uh, down to San Diego. What role did Chuck Pagano, of course, the coach up in Indy, and his brother, John Pagano, now your defensive coordinator, what what, what uh, brotherly relationship d- did it play any role in you going from one team to the other? Well, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, for me, I didn't speak to Chuck, and then Chuck didn't say, hey, go to San Diego. Ain't nothing like that, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm not sure if John and, 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 and Chuck, they, those guys talked. I don't know if they talked or not, um, you know, and I don't know if, if, if Chuck said, hey, you know, they chucked him in to call John and say, hey, you need to grab Freeney up. He's on the free agent. I don't know. You know, but I do know those two guys are great guys. You know, they have a great family. Met met their father. Their father's great. And uh, they really know their football. You know, and I'm excited to be with the other brother. Wait, you don't ask John, hey, did you blow, did, did Chuck put in a call for me? Did he put in a good word for me, Johnny? Maybe, maybe I'll ask him. Maybe yeah, I'll you ask. should. That's That's, yeah. See, that'll be news for you. Ask him and yeah. get back to us. <laughs> hey, when yep, you're out there on the practice field, do you, because the big story, it seems, over the last couple of years, people say, hey, Phil Rivers, something's wrong with that guy. Something that he just doesn't look right. But then you talk to, we, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago to LaDainian Tomlinson who said that it was really a matter of the offensive line and and Phil Rivers is not the sort of guy who can run away from pressure necessarily. He's got to be kept upright. So do you say, I mean, you're lining up in practice presumably against King Dunlap and DJ Fluker. From what you've seen, do you say, well, this, uh, this line now is ready to go? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, it's always a process and we're always getting better. 
And, uh, you know, nothing is going to be fixed overnight. But that being said, you know, we have some great pieces, man. You know, obviously, Fluke is a young guy coming out of, you know, for in his first year. And then you got King Dunlap, who's, you know, been in the league, and he understands how to play and how to practice. Um, and those two pieces there are, are very important pieces um, for the puzzle this year. And we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens come, you know, the first game of the season. You know, and don't judge him, you know, in preseason and all that. Way into the first game, you know, and, and, and once that happens, you'll see those guys ball out and do things that they know they can do. Now, the Colton Chargers have had an interesting history over the last, I'd say, decade. You guys had some, some memorable playoff games. Did you and Philip have to sit down and kind of sort things out? Because it seems like you guys went after. Sorry each other about that good. one time. I really, I really hit you super hard. <laughs> oh man, you know we we actually laugh a lot about some of the old times and and you know when when I was playing when they came over to sit um, Indianapolis and actually I think it was either oh four or five. I think uh, Philip was a backup to Drew at the time, and uh, we talked about some of the things that I used to do and and how he's happy that I'm on his side now and, and I'm. I'm always saying I have I'm on your side now, <laughs> you know, as far as throwing those darts and coming in there in 2000, I think it was nine and coming in and beating us. So. Best Manti Teo joke you've heard in the locker room so far. There have to, there have to have been at least a few, right? <laughs> well, there, you know what? There has been a, a few jokes, but you know what? To be honest, you know, it's about for us right now, it's just about everybody just going out there and, and being on the same level, going, even rookies. I mean, much, there's not a lot of conversation, to be honest, that you could be had with many rookies until they make plays. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's my thing. Like, once you get into the NFL and actually make plays here, then you're accepted. Like, oh, okay, this guy's not too bad. So, you know, I think, I think, you know, he, he's a baller. We, I see him in practice, you know, and, and, and he has a lot of instincts. And, you know, once in a while there's jokes, but trust me, come the first game, the second game, once he starts to really make some plays, we're going to really throw some jokes. I'm sure he'll, he'll be celebrating, you know, we'll, we'll grab him to the side and say, hey, rookie. This is exciting. So, all right. So there haven't been a lot of jokes so far, but once Teo earns his keep, then Freeney is going to unveil the roast jokes. Absolutely. Clank and I can make good jokes. We'll we'll send you some free of charge. Please do. Cold shoulder him after his first sack. Don't even acknowledge it. There you go. Um, all right, well, listen, Dwight Freeney, a pleasure to, to yap with you. But really, I feel like you've earned the right to say, I'm not going to practice today or this week, Coach. I, I, you know, listen, I appreciate it. What is the worst part of training camp for you, I guess, either as a vet or as a I – mean, you, you say, obviously, the, the fear of injury at this point in the year. But what do you say, you know, is it sleeping in a dorm room? For a guy who's been around as long as you have, what's the, you know? I mean, I'm sure there's a, there's a combination of a bunch of things. It's not just you know because you have positives to every negative, and yeah, okay, we're sleeping in dorm rooms or sleeping in you know whatever. You know, you'd rather be sleeping in your house, but then on the other side of that, you get to be around your teammates a little bit more and get to know each each other. So there's a positive to a negative. You know, yeah, I don't want to go out there in preseason and 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 go out and and, and play 15, 20 reps, but then at the same time, I also want to sharpen that blade up and sharpen that those skills up. So by the time that first game comes, I'm flying, doing everything I'm supposed to be, and I'm really sharp. 
you going to keep your eye on the Qs uh, this uh, this season now that they're playing down in the ACC? Oh, absolutely. I'm excited about that. You know, it's, you know, football, the football conference is back, you know, back to, you know, how it used to be a little bit when I was playing, you know, with the Boston colleges and the Miami hurricanes, and we got some new teams, Clemson and Florida state. So it's going to be fun. Now, Dwight, one thing I do have to ask you about, I don't know if you're aware, but Peyton Manning's the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. And now, of course, you guys will be scheduled to play. I heard about that. Yeah. It was was a big story. Last year, what are your thoughts on going up against your former teammate? Well, it's going to be it's going to be strange, you know. But at the same time, you know, I, I've seen him more than than any other guy. I mean, because you I played with him or against him in a sense in Indianapolis for ten years. Yeah, but this time so, he's not he's not going to be wearing a red jersey this time. Yeah, exactly. So it's running by him, couldn't hit him. Now I actually get a chance to hit him a little bit. You know, hopefully, and I'm sure he knows that, and I'm sure he's not going to you know, sit there and, hey, open his chest up for me to hit either. You know, he knows me, and I know him. Um, he has a little bit more control over whether he gets hit rather than me hitting him because he can load up the protection and block him. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting, but it will be a little strange. And you definitely, it was a year ago you told us when you visited uh, the show, you said, hey, I won't hesitate to give him a, a shot there. It's, I, I assume that still huh? is the case. No, why, why would I? Well, I, I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's a quarterback still, you know, and I, I have a job to do. I hear you. All right, listen, Dwight Freeney, a pleasure. Uh, thanks for the time, man. We'll obviously be keeping our eye on you and what figures to be an interesting AFC West. You're the X Factor. The Chiefs are probably going to be much better. We know uh, we know what the Broncos are about, but I think the Chargers are very quietly a team that uh, has a chance to make some noise. Like I say, we'll keep your uh, keep our eyes on that. And in the meantime, stay healthy. Get out there, Dwight. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. You All right. Take care. Go Thank enjoy a so nice much. hamburger tonight. Uh, absolutely. Day <laughs> Delightful fella. Seems to have a sunny disposition and a good head on his shoulders as it, as it pertains to uh, moving on from a long stretch in Indianapolis now in the twilight of his career getting to live out on the West Coast. Yes, he's retired to San Diego like so many do. Um, so, I, you know what I didn't ask him, though, is what uniform he likes better. They're pretty similar, though. The new Chargers with the white pants, white hat, dark mm-hmm. shirt, very similar, just with a splash of gold gun in there. Of course, the Colts is far superior, though. <laughs> um, so, all right, listen, he's playing football as are the Chargers, as is every NFL football team right now. And again, a reminder, NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. Go over there and sign up for NFL preseason live. It's only nineteen ninety nine. You can watch all the games live, or you can watch them all condensed down into 30 minutes. And, uh, and why wouldn't you do this if you're a fantasy owner and getting ready for your draft? You want to see a particular battle, like Rank and I talked about on the last podcast, is the running back battle between the two rookies there in Green Bay. Just one of the possibilities for you to to investigate if you're doing your uh, your work in advance of a fantasy draft, or if you just want to follow your team um, as they go through the preseason. Do it that way. That's what I'm going to use it for to watch uh, to watch the Steelers and see what they're doing. All right, listen, because I got to see what Levy and Bell's all about here. That's why. I, but I disagree with Wessling. It's going to be those Cincinnati Bengals and the Houston Texans. And I'm saying it now because everybody's going to jump on them with the hard knocks thing. The hard knocks effect is going to make a lot of people believers in the Bengals. For the record, 
It was 2012. It wasn't even 2013 when I started touting the 2013 Bengals. Hear me now. Believe me later. That team's at least going to the AFC title game. All right. Listen, thanks to Dwight Freeney. Thanks to Chris Wessling. Again, around the league, the podcast, also on the site, Marcus Grant. Talking fantasy on NFL Fantasy Live. Rank is already doing the fantasy shows. I'm doing one next week. I forget when. I think Monday. Monday, Monday I'm going to be on the uh, the Fantasy Live. So uh, so much to look forward to in that regard. And uh, we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce next week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.